There are significant challenges for many countries in the Asia-Pacific region for food sustainability. Modern supply chain logistics favours foods that are easy to store and transport, and often that means more processed foods. Yet there is demand for a greater variety of foods, and particularly legumes. And I asked Professor Prabhu Pingali from Cornell University, who is in Australia for the Australian Agricultural and Resource Economics Society annual conference, to explain what is changing in world food systems and agriculture. The transformation that's happening globally, especially in developing countries, is this movement away from just basic staple grain-oriented diets towards a more diversified diet, one that um, looks at protein from um, vegetable sources such as legumes, pulses, and protein sources from meat and dairy, and also increased consumption of vegetables, fruit, etc. So that's the transformation that's happening. So on the demand side, you can definitely see that. But on the supply side, there's still a lot of limitations in increasing the supply of the non-staple grains. And I think Australia has a lot of experience in increasing productivity of legumes, uh, increasing productivity of um, sorghum and millets and uh, horticulture. And then also in livestock production. So these are areas, I think, where developing countries need a lot more information and technology in order to enhance their own productivity and their own supplies to meet that growing demand. So some of the expertise that Australian farmers have in the mass production of grains is something that is a transferable skill, is it? On the grain side, that's a transferable skill and that's already been done. But looking beyond the grain, looking at pulses or legumes, these are the areas, I think, where Australia has expertise that developing countries could use. And uh, Professor Pingali, the advent, I suppose, of uh, global supply chains and the ease with which if there is a a shortage of something somewhere in the world, then it's not really that difficult these days to get something from somewhere else in the world. So previously we might have had uh, shortages because of weather, because of, you know, natural problems. And now we can get over those things. Is, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because it seems to mean that we're getting a lot of this sugar and and starch too easily. Uh, global trade has certainly changed diets also. Um, but, you know, it's much easier to ship long shelf life food than to ship fresh food. And so even if you can ship fresh food, it's much more expensive. And so over time with the supermarket chain spreading with increased globalization and and, uh, the convenience factor coming in, you find that the consumption of long shelf life food, processed food, etc. has been rising. And, you know, if there's a shortage of processed food, it's easy to fill that gap. But it's not easy to fill the gap in a shortage in vegetables especially if there's a seasonal shortage. 
And so you find the more nutritious foods tend to have a much more erratic supply and tend to have much greater volatility in prices. Therefore, it becomes an affordability issue. Is there a, a technological answer for some of this or is it, is it better to look at more local solutions? Well, the technological solution is to, to look at how one can enhance productivity of the non-staples more locally, more within a country. So I'm, I'm not thinking locally in terms of local food, but even for a country to start enhancing its supply of more nutritious food. So and, and are we right, talking? Are we talking more like you know Mediterranean diet foods? Is that is that the uh, most nutritionists say that's the best way to look at it? Look at what Mediterranean peoples right. eat, and that's that's a better balanced diet. Is is that eat. sort of what you're the way you're thinking in the, about this? Um, so I'm not thinking specifically about Mediterranean diets. I'm thinking more generally about bringing fresh food into the diets and so rather than having a high fat high energy high carb diet you add in more of the vegetables fruit um livestock products etc so it doesn't have to be purely mediterranean but it's just bringing more diversity into the diets. Right. Because, you know, I think when, when, when you said high fat, high, you know, protein, processed, it just sounds like, you know, that's, that's the cheeseburger, isn't it? So, right. So we, we've, got to, we've got to try and counter the cheeseburger idea in any other sort of a diet choice. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a question of balancing it up. Professor Prabhu Pingali from the Charles H. Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management at Cornell University and a keynote speaker at the Australian Agricultural and Research Economics Society annual conference in Canberra speaking with me there.